this morning is Caleb Stoltzfus, and uh, Caleb is one of our young adults. He graduated from high school last year, and uh, currently he is running his own business and helping out on the family farm, uh, and he's been doing both those things actually for several years, but doing that kind of full-time now. <clears throat> and uh, recently, Caleb had the opportunity to, um, to take a trip, a service trip, and uh, so I asked him this morning if he would come and just share a little bit of that experience that he was able to have um, back in January. So, Caleb, maybe you can just share with us where it was you went and who you went with and kind of partnered with for that trip. Oh, yeah. Back in January, I went down to Gracia, Costa Rica. Uh, Gracia is about about an hour from San Jose, which is where we flew into and stuff. Uh, the airport was. I went down. I got got connected with the ministry USA men through one of my best friends, Brian Martin, and his uh, family. They went down the last few years now, and uh, they really enjoyed it, and they invited me to come along. So so what was it that you guys did while you were there for that week? Uh, mostly it was construction. The guys did construction, and the girls did EBS uh, for the kids uh, at the church. They, the guys, we uh, poured concrete in the classroom. They added on to the church down there, and you know, some of us poured concrete, and some of us painted the roof. Uh, of the church and uh, different things like that. So it's a really good opportunity just to to partner with this church there in, in Costa Rica and help them with some physical projects and also with some ministry things as well. So that's cool. Well, Caleb, um, I know maybe not everybody listening knows this is your second trip you've taken out of the country. When you were uh, just finished your junior year, Caleb went with us to Haiti with the C3 students and uh, kind of got his first taste of cross-cultural ministry. So what made you decide to, to go and do another trip similar to that? Uh, it's just something I want to do more of, uh, get out of the country and to see different different things and see the way different cultures work. It's really cool to, especially ministries uh, other than you know, right here at church and stuff, how they do it, like when I was down in Haiti and down Costa Rica, it's really cool to see different things like that. So. Yeah, when I, one of the things that I really appreciate that Caleb was sharing with me as we were preparing for this is that he really has a heart not to just go and do things his way or do things the American way, but really a heart to go and, and learn how they do things in different places and, and help them uh, do it their way, really, which is, uh, which is a really great approach to trips like that. So, Caleb, as you were there and you were working mostly doing you know, work projects and a little bit working with... Um, you know, with the kids and in interacting with the church there, what was some ways that you kind of saw God at work during your trip? Well, most of the days I just did uh, construction because that's what I figured I'd like doing. But the one day I did VBS one afternoon, and it was just something really cool to see. I saw this down in Haiti, too, is when we uh, worshipped with the kids, they would sing in Spanish and we'd sing in English, and it was just really cool to, to see that working together and worshiping God like that. It was just really cool so you went down and you were mostly doing the work projects and you spent a day working with the kids um and something kind of kind of cool came out of that can you kind of just share everybody kind of what god did in your heart while you're there yeah well it's not the only place that happened but just working with the kids is something i really never really thought i'd enjoy but it's something as i do it more it's really cool like i, I really start enjoying it more as i as i do it and it's a lot of fun, something different that I never thought I would ever ever enjoy, but yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah, when we, uh, if you know Caleb, Caleb is a hardworking farm kid, and uh, he'll roll his sleeves up and do whatever you need to be done. He's got a great servant's heart. Um, he's a little quieter on the quiet side, right? And that's okay. Um, so when we went to Haiti, we never really expected um, how well he connected with the kids. And, and so we got a little glimpse of it there, and I think God started stirring that, and he got another taste of that. And so we've had some conversations about, you know, even checking some things out around CCC and maybe some ways he can plug in and work with our kids here. So that's cool just to see how God uses a trip like that to, to continue to help you to understand yourself through the experiences that you had there. So, so what's next? What, I, I hear you have another trip coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh just ordered the plane ticket to go back down in uh, January again for, to Costa Rica. Same, same thing, and hope to do more more trips like this. And during the winter time, when I'm not very busy with work, it's just 
something to be maybe do another trip to in the spring. It'd be really cool to do. Yeah, it'll be really fun for you because one of the things that we experienced going to Haiti is that when you get to go back a second time and continue to develop the relationships you already started, it's 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 just a ton of fun and and uh, and really impactful as well. So. Um, so be praying for Caleb. He's going to be heading out again in January uh, for another trip. So be praying for him as he prepares for that and goes on that trip. Caleb, thanks so much for sharing your trip with us this morning. This morning, I get to let Tim handle most of the responsibilities. I get just to fill in a little bit here. But uh, this morning on stage with me is Esther Weston. Uh, Esther is one of the members, our members here at CCC. And uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Esther is a Christian counselor in our area. And one of the things she really loves to do is help people uh, discover what God's purpose is in their relationships, uh, work past barriers and struggles that are there so they can experience what God's design is for them in relationships. And... So this past year, uh, in January, Esther, you were approached by a missions team to do something like that internationally. Can you tell us what, how that all came about? Yeah. Um, many of you know my friends, uh, Kurt and Barb Matthews, who have been here, um, that work and serve in Ghana, West Africa, and um, their team... They have a team of missionaries that are uh, working together in that region, and they had been just having some struggles on connecting um, with each other, and um, it's hard out on the field um, when you're... It's very lonely when you're the only Americans there, and you're kind of thrown into this mix with people that you don't know, and they're expected to almost in some ways, kind of become your best friend, <laughs> you know, that you do everything with. And a lot of struggles um, can come up with that. And so they had reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to come and work with their team to kind of help them develop some team health. And um, I began to pray about the possibility of that. And uh, God brought to my mind uh, a friend of mine, a very dear friend, my best friend from high school, um, who I had connected with periodically through the years, but uh, they lived in Europe and hadn't seen them for years, and uh, her husband works with uh, Team Health in Europe and um, now is actually um, a a global director for Reach Global um, of Team Health, and just reached out to him and asked if it would be a possibility that he would be interested in going with me to Ghana and um turns out that God had already really paved this opportunity for me. I had no idea what it would become, but um, he and his partner, Gary, both uh, both came to the field, and we were able to work with the team there in Ghana. You know, sometimes I think we have this almost glorified view of missions that you kind of go and serve God, and you make a difference in another part of the world, and it's just a grand and glorious experience, but you're kind of saying there's a dark side to this. There's a mm-hmm. real-life struggle because yes. you walk away from everything that's your safe comfort zone and you're thrust into these relationships with people, like you said, really to become your best friends, and that may not happen. So, um, um, And I don't think many people recognize how difficult that struggle. I think you said in the first service that the number one reason missionaries who go believing they're committed to serve God end up back here in the States is because of interpersonal and relational conflict that they cannot resolve there. Yes. So... Um, so you connected with Dale and Gary, and um, they've developed an organization uh, called Deep Connection. Tell us what that organization's purpose is. Yeah, so the, the organization is called Deep Community Experience, um, and the purpose of that is uh, an invitation to live from a whole heart in authentic community. 
um, as John was saying, a, p- a part of that is that when we when we step into the realms of ministry and what God has called us to, we often tend to lead from we want to lead from strengths and from having it all together and and um, and part of what this organization does is really allow authenticity. It's really hard to be authentic when you're the leader and you're the missionary and you're supposed to have all your stuff together. Um, and really teaching them how to lead out of brokenness, how to enter their own brokenness before they can enter the brokenness of those in their community. And um, so it's really cool. So when you're there with this team, um, they do some instruction because sometimes there's some teaching and learning and then there's interaction with them in groups and personal, personally. Um, and so you did this in Ghana, and then God provided a second opportunity in South Africa for us, uh, for you, and along with Dale and Gary. So as you've had the opportunity to go to these two separate fields and, and serve missionaries in a very different way than we normally hear about, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us a couple stories just of how you saw God at work um, initially in Ghana and then later in South Africa? Yeah, I think I think first in Ghana, one of one of the first experiences that I had, I think the day that I got there was recognizing um, that I had kind of gone without um, really recruiting a lot of prayer support. Um, I hadn't really told. I don't think most of you guys, my small group, knew that I was going, um, and I recognized right away missionaries don't write back home and say please pray for us as kind of a spiritualese kind of thing it's because they need it it's really really I felt immediately that we were in a spiritual battle and I needed prayer very badly Um, wrote home right to my small group and was like please be praying for me Um, because I, I, I felt the need for my own community to be supportive of what we were doing over there but um, as the week progressed um, each of we were really praying for our prayer was for this team who um, so they had a couple attempts at this already so this was yeah third we shot, were right? kind of the third kind of like last ditch effort to like can you come in and help this team so they had they were a little jaded they had already been kind of hurt by some people coming in and saying you're doing all these things wrong and kind of piling a list of more things they ought to be getting right and they're not getting them right. And um, and we were really praying for that God would open their hearts towards us because they were already kind of set up to be closed. And, um, and we were really praying for each individual, which was a long shot. It really was. Um, to have complete buy-in in what we were asking them to do and to look individually at their own hearts. Um, and it was remarkable to see how they opened their hearts to us by the end of that week. It was, it was like, as John said, we did um, sort of a group community teaching time together. Uh, and then the second week, um, we... We really just opened up our schedules for people to sign up for personal individual time with us and um, and they did and and allowed us to engage their hearts and their stories of where they were at and it was really incredible so in Ghana you're working with a group of white Caucasian missionaries yeah. all from the u s so yeah. you go to South Africa it's different. Tell us what that community was like that you went there and what god um, yeah. how God used you there. So the reason why I got asked to go to South Africa, one of the reasons was simply because what I didn't realize at all, I felt that God was asking me to help this particular team in Ghana when really God's plan was actually uh, to align me with this other team um, called Deep Community that was doing work of very much in, in line with my heart and what God's called me to. Um, and so they invited me actually to be a part, become a part of their team, which travels globally to do this. And so they invited me to join them um, in South Africa, working with a team of about 35 people, 
um, who were a blend of missionaries and interns. Some, uh, they, had, they had a community there of year-long interns and some six-week interns, but they were um, a conglomeration of um, about five different makeup culturally, um, some, some Caucasian-Americans, some African-Americans, some white South Africans, some black South Africans, some what's called tribal close South Africans, and so a lot of different cultures. Um, so my hesitation at the beginning was just wondering, how is this going to go? This is, this is really interesting. Um, fascinating to learn about their cultures and fascinating to see how God allowed us to step beyond cultural barriers um, into the hearts of people. You know, it's interesting because sometimes we think about these struggles just being ours here as Westerners, mm-hmm. but these are people struggles, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're missionary, regardless of you know, whether you're part of another country. Um, what God wants more than anything is for your heart to be open to him, mm-hmm. to know Jesus, have a right relationship with him, and then to live out of the reality of who we are in Christ. And so... Um, um, so, <clears throat> as you think about <clears throat> as you think about opportunities for the future, um, and we are able to share with uh, this group here, our own church, about opportunities you have to serve in another part of the world. Um, what's just one thing they could be praying for you as these other opportunities um, God provides for you? Well, I think just uh, praying that my own heart will be prepared. Um, I. We firmly believe part of what we do and I do here in counseling and I work at Lancaster Bible College with the students in counseling is that we cannot take people further than we've gone ourselves. And so for my own journey always to be engaging my own brokenness of what God is doing in my life so that I can be present fully and prepared um, I'd say one of the stories that, that happened in South Africa that just uh, was surprising. There's so many surprising things that God does uh, just to surprise <laughs> the socks off me. But um, uh, one of the, the guy, Dale, that we were with, it, a lot of what we do in presenting um, is to share our, the stories of our own brokenness. And he had shared... Um, his own struggle with an addiction to pornography. He was a missionary uh, serving globally in Europe and and was struggling with um, a pornography addiction and, and shared his journey through what it meant to be authentic about that, what it meant to share that struggle with just one person, to be able to be honest about that. And um, one of the guys that, that was there, it just so profoundly impacted him that my friend Dale could share that story without shame. Uh, at all, and to stand in the grace of God and to um, be able to share. He was just so floored by that. And um, throughout the week and a half, two weeks or whatever that we were there, um, saw saw something in this one guy that uh, we were just unsure of what God was doing. A lot of people were profoundly sharing their stories and entering into them, but he seemed pretty hesitant with that, but he but he he was markedly moved by my friend Dale's story. And um, I had to leave before the rest of the team, so um, my daughter Jenna was with me, and she did a great job there, but I had to come back because Andrew's graduation was happening. So I left Jenna there, and I was packed up and ready to go, and I was kind of just waiting um, to get ready to leave for the airport. And this guy came up to me, and he said, can I talk to you privately for just a minute? And um, pulled me into a room and shared with me that Though he was in this internship program and he supposedly had a walk with Christ, that he really did not have a walk with Christ that was based on authenticity. That he had never really understood how in the world you could acknowledge that you were that broken and that God could still love you. Um, And shared a little bit of his own struggles. uh, And in the last minutes before I left, I was able to lead him to Christ into an authentic relationship with Christ. And it was... um, just awesome to be a part of that moment. You know, one of the values that we lift up here at CCC is purposeful serving. And when we talk about that, we talk about discovering what God's design is for your life and then living that out. And, 
you know, as Esther continues to explore what God's design is, he's opened up another opportunity for that to go beyond just, you know, the, the community that she lives and serves here. And so it's our prayer that that will continue to be what God's doing in your hearts and lives, that when God gives you a tug and says, here's an opportunity, and you step forward and follow God's leading in your heart, he might open up an opportunity for you to live out who he's designed and created you to be. Thank you, Esther, for joining us this morning. kids and students grow up through our family ministry, we are really trying to accomplish the same thing that John talks about all the time here with you, to, to help them to understand what it looks like to love God fully and what it looks like or what it means to uh, love others deeply. And part of that, that we, as, as they grow older and move into Flipside, and especially here in C3, our high school group, is to give them opportunities to move out and love people in a way that helps them to see God. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is we provide opportunities around here, uh, as well as maybe regionally or nationally, and also, as you're going to hear in a few minutes, uh, in a different part of the world. And one of the things that we want to really help accomplish is uh, one of the, the things that we value is, is that um, when we are, are doing things for other people, that we pursue that not just as a task, but as a relationship. And uh, the Apostle Paul writes in a couple different um, beginnings of letters that he wrote to, to some of the early 
first century Christians. One, he said, I long to see you so that, I may, so that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. And so we want him to go and not just focus on doing tasks somewhere else and in the world or in the country or even around here, but we want him to focus on building relationships. And Paul said elsewhere, he said, you know, because we loved you, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, which we want to do of God, but also our lives as well. Really a lot of what Esther was talking about and what it looks like to live in community. And so uh, as we went to Haiti, this was, these are some of the things that we talked to them a lot about, that it's about building relationships. And God will use us to accomplish some things there, and he will do some things in our lives, but we're going to pursue uh, loving others because of the love God has, has shown us. And, and when you go somewhere like a third world country, it takes you out of your comfort zone. And often when we get out of our comfort zone, that's when God has us primed and ready for uh, some significant growth. And so uh, we, um, we put them in these kind of cross-cultural experience. And, and one of the things that they learn is that there's a lot of things different here. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons we do that. But they also learn there's a whole lot that's the same, that's true of a believer in Haiti, that's true of us here today. And, uh, and so that's kind of the goals that we as a leadership team have for them in these opportunities. But we also know that they have um, reasons for participating in these opportunities. So uh, this is about half of the team that we took uh, to Haiti. And uh, there are some others sprinkled through the uh, crowd that have the green shirts on, so you can catch them. They shared first service, so you have to go listen to that online if you want to hear what they had to say. Um, but why don't you guys just introduce yourself. And tell us the role you had. Our main ministry there was a VBS uh, with a church there. Tell us kind of the role you had in the VBS um, and really why you went on this trip. Uh, My name is Jen Van Dahlen, and I had the opportunity to oversee um, our group of teachers. Um, There was four of them, Ani, um, Kendra, Evan, and then Amanda, who spoke in first service. Um, I don't know if I was 100% mentally prepared to go on this trip. I was really looking forward just to reconnecting. This was, um, Tim and I, this was our second time to go. So I was really looking forward to reconnecting with a lot of the people that we had met the first time there, Um, translators, um, people from the church, and things like that. Um, One of the things that I really appreciate about Crystal and her ministry um, is just how much she values the relationships. And so I was very open Um, just to be with the the Haitians and the people there again to build the relationships again. Okay, I'm Annika Nauman, and I was one of the teachers for the VBS. And I just wanted to go on this trip because I thought it would be really neat to do ministry in a different country. I'm Sophia Charles, and I was part of the worship team on the trip to Haiti. Um, The reason I wanted to go on this trip was to uh, get out of my comfort zone um, and be placed in a working area for God to serve him and to see how that could change me um, and also just to really develop a stronger relationship with God um, to trust him fully and to just fall completely in love with him. I'm Kendra Zemeski and um, I, I was a teacher also at the VBS. Um, I went on the trip because, well, I knew from Ashley that it was an amazing experience, and um, I wanted to challenge my own faith in a different culture and um, taste new food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Andrew Weston. Um, I did the uh, games group, um, and the reason I went is just I, I love missions. I've been three times out of the country and just really enjoy that. I enjoy working with kids and really wanted a chance to do that again. So, yeah. uh, My name is Evan Templin. Um, I was a teacher at, v- at the VBS we did. Um, and the reason I wanted to go is because I've always kind of wanted to go on a mission trip but not really been able to. And this was the first one I was really able to go. So I enjoyed that. I'm Janae Ingram, and um, I was part of the craft team in Haiti, and uh, I just kind of wanted to go to see the culture of Haiti and kind of experience something new. Um, I knew that we were blessed here, but I just kind of wanted to see what, what, how they lived and kind mm-hmm. of hoping that it would change me. So while we were there, we had a lot of experiences. We <clears throat> the main thing, as I shared, we did was a VBS with the church that we were partnering with down there. 
Uh, we typically did that in the mornings, as, and then in the afternoons we would do some other ministry opportunities, things like prayer walks that I think they'll share a little bit about here through the community, just really a chance to go and interact with the, the people in the community there near where um, Hearts United with Haiti um, has their base, and they just have a presence in that community and, and, and build relationships and, and just pray, really just pray with people. We, we did some, some soccer and stuff with some kids, and some of the guys and uh, girls got to play soccer uh, with the Haitians, and I think we maybe won one game, um, but that was a lot of fun, and, and just got to, you know, to, to spend some time with them, and then pray with them. We went to an orphanage for an afternoon, and just spent time with the kids, and uh, just kind of something that changes the pace of life for them, and uh, and so those are some of the experiences. So out of all the experiences that we had, how about, what, why don't you guys share, what's some of, what were some of your favorite ones, like what was kind of, like kind of your favorite experience while you are there? Ani? Um, my favorite experience was the afternoon we spent at the orphanage because it was fun to just play with the kids on like BBS where we had to like teach them or do crafts and stuff. And right away when we got to the orphanage, we were all kind of claimed by a kid. So I spent most of my time with a little girl named Katie and a little boy named Berlando. And they taught us games they played, and I'm pretty sure they beat me every time. And uh, they took tons of pictures, and it was really hard to leave them. Andrew, how about you? What was a significant experience for you? Uh, for me, it was the prayer walks. Um, we went on two of them, and the first day I was just kind of nervous, not really sure what I was supposed to do, but um, uh, Kylie, Kylie kind of led that up and kind of showed us what to do, and I got to really meet a lot of people, and um, on the end of that first trip, um, this lady just came like running out of our, her house and really wanted the, us to pray for her and she had two sick kids and that really that really struck me and um, just that they wanted our prayer and somehow our prayer reached higher and um, and then the second second time we went um, I got to talk a lot more um, to the people and really um, made connections with them and talked to them about church and um, just what it means to believe, and that was really cool to me, just to kind of share the gospel just on the streets. Sophia, how about you? What was a significant experience for you? Um, My favorite experience was uh, the first night and the last night when we went up to the place called The Outlook. It was um, an old church that had pretty much survived the earthquake. It was pretty much just a shell Mm -hmm. of it. all that was left was like a couple pillars, stone stairs, and then the roof. And we would go up there. Uh, you saw a couple pictures. We were all sitting in a circle, and we did worship. And that was just beautiful to me. You could look out and see like the clear blue water, and then you could like look up the mountain. It was like all these metal shacks of their homes, and it was just beautiful. Um, seeing the, the creation of God like just being formed into a way for people to live. Uh, that was just amazing to me. And it was really just jaw-dropping. I was, like, the first night, pretty much, and I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I love Haiti. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, so if I could, I would definitely go back to that place right there and uh, do worship again. Yeah. We got to do that twice since we were there a couple extra days, so we got to do it on our trip, and then we got to do it on the other team's trip. So, Jen, how about you? What was some, something significant for you? I had a couple, actually I had a lot, but a couple that I'm sharing this morning is I just loved being able to be at the church that we did VBS um, and just partner with Pastor Robbie's church. Um, Tim, Mel, and I were able to, about an hour before VBS started, got to meet with um, their staff and leaders and just kind of talk to them and and talk about the week and how they do ministry and how we do ministry and kind of put our ideas all together. Um, And just to be able to share some of our creative things that we came up with, like that was pretty neat for them. Um, For Haitians, they don't always think in that creative box. Um, And so we were able to share some of those things with them. Um, And we got some really good input and stuff. So I really enjoyed just that hour that we got to meet with them. Um, Another favorite experience that I had is when we went out on the prayer walk um, for the second time, there was um, a group of us that had an opportunity to walk into a a woman's house. She had a little store in in front of her house that she was selling some drinks and stuff, Um, and she 
they're very open to just having you come right into their home. Um, she allowed our group to came, come in, and we circled up, and we just had an opportunity to talk with her about um, just her experiences living in Haiti. Um, we asked her about the time um, when the earthquake had happened, and she happened to say that she was there in the house, um, and she kind of showed us where the earthquake had damaged part of her home um, and how she had started to rebuild some of that, reinforce some things um, in her home. Um, but just, we, it was just kind of hit me that, you know, we here in the States, we had heard about this experience, the earthquake and stuff, but to have, to be able to talk to someone that actually lived it, um, lived through that was pretty amazing to me. Um, I think it was Tim that had asked her if Haitians still live in fear of another earthquake happening, and right away she said yes. Um, and even the translator that was with us at the time, he had said the same thing, that that's one of the fears that he has too. And that kind of just hit me that, you know, while we're there, the translators are with us, and they do the things that we do and stuff, but yet they're still Haitian, and they still live that way, and they still have those fears that the Haitians have. Um, so it just was an opportunity that was really neat to be able to um, go in her home um, and speak with her and just to be able to get a little bit of a first-hand um, glimpse of what it was like during that time for her. One of the things we talk about as we prepare to go is that we're going to be a learner and uh, we're, we feel like we believe that God has just as much, maybe if not more, for us to learn by going than for us to teach the Haitians. And so um, as you guys think about your time there and the relationships that you built with some of the Haitians and the just the experience of the Haitian culture. What is, what's something that you learned from them? Kendra, you want to share that with us? Um, I learned that Haitians are very selfless, all of them. Um, we are, while we were there, um, even though we were wearing like t-shirts and shorts, you could still tell that we were uh, more well-off than they were. And we would walk into VBS and kids would, like, put coins and candy in my hands. Um, when we got stuck there, uh, a neighbor helped us clean our clothes, and he used his own soap and his own time. He even told us he hated doing laundry, <laughs> and um, he still did that for us. Um, if there was a broken-down car on the side of the road, uh, random people would stop. They wouldn't have to know them, and they would help them push the car um, and Pastor Robbie, he gave us money um, when we got stuck there uh, for anything we needed it for. And it was, I think Tim told us this a few weeks ago, um, it was probably like two weeks worth of offering. And so, I mean, I just think it's amazing because they don't have much at all. And we have so much more than they do, and they were so willing to share it. Evan, how about you? What did you learn? Um, one of the things I really learned from the culture is that um, praise is praise. So when you worship God, you worship God, whether it doesn't matter like where you are or what you're doing or even what language you're in. And when we went to the Haitian church, um, there was, we were, you know, kind of, the second time we went, um, to the Haitian church, we were singing the same songs, but they were in different languages. And just to realize that, you know, we're both praising the same God, but even though I can't understand anything they're saying, they probably can't understand what I'm saying. It's just so amazing to see that praise for God. Janae, how about you? Um, something I noticed while I was in Haiti about the Haitians is that they are so willing to help each other out. And like Kendra was saying, they helped us out and they were helping each other. And it was just a good reminder to me that it's okay to ask for help and even to give help to other people. Um, I like to do a lot of stuff myself, but um, it reminded me that I should be asking for help and helping other people. Sophia, how about you? What's something you learned? Um, I learned from the Haitians uh, a lot, and I also learned that they're just... 100% give. They give you anything whenever you need it. Um, even if it's like their last dime, they're willing to spend it on you. Um, when you first come and see them again, it's like, oh, hi, how are you? They hug you and give you a kiss and like just 
tell you that they were praying for you, and then they ask you if there's like anything you need, like do you need anything? They'll sit down to you and with you and talk to you, and um, they'll give you like seriously anything. Like Pastor Robbie, yeah, he gave us um, something which was worth so much more than it would be to us. Uh, they're even in debt and paying off a lot of things, like rebuilding their church, um, and they used that money to help us when we were um, stayed stuck there for a couple more days. Um, and then they'll be like, okay, well, goodbye. I have to go off and do other things because they're busy people. And they'll tell you that they're praying for you. Ask them to pray for you. Ask you to pray for them. And then they're off. So, yeah, um, they're just loving people, and they find joy in the little things. So they taught me how to be joyful. Well, let's share a little bit. Uh, we got to see God do a lot of things while we were there. So what's one way that you kind of saw God at work while you were uh, in Haiti? Jen, you want to get us started? Um, during the week, I really had an opportunity just to see our team grow. Um, we were definitely put out of our comfort zone. Um, and I could just sense at the beginning of the week, it was kind of like, yeah, this is out of our comfort zone, but we got it. We understand. We know how it's going to work. Um, and then then the extra couple days hit us. <laughs> and um, that's when we really could see um, God really working in our lives. We were an emotional wreck um, just because we had mentally prepared to come back home. Um, we had sat down at the base and talked about being able to come back home and what it's going to look like and stuff. And so he, then when we were got stuck in traffic and, and missed our flight, that's when we could really see um, God really working in our lives. Um, we went from kind of being independent in a way to being very needy, um, very needy in relying on God and just very needy. Um, we needed each other kind of for those next couple of days. Um, I mean, it was a situation that was beyond our control. And if you know me at all, I like to have everything lined up, everything in order, everything um, needs to be planned out. And this was not planned out. Um, so we just knew that God was not finished with us yet in Haiti. Um, and one of the things that we had said in our debrief time on Saturday morning um, is that, oh, we would love to go back to Pastor Robbie's church. We'd love to see people again, like that one more time. Little did we know the very next day that we were going to have that opportunity to do that. Um, that Sunday morning, we were still feeling kind of, woe is me. There was a few of us that did not want to go to church that morning. Um, but we ended up going to church, and as we were walking in, in Creole, they were singing, How Great Is Our God. And it was just like God was saying, we want, we want you there. I wanted you here. Um, and so we walked in, and the people were so excited from church. Um, one of the guys, he was in a picture with Tim Jonas. He ran right up to us, us and was like, I prayed that we would see you again soon. Um, and that soon was just a few hours later. So we, it was just a really surreal moment to be able to be back. Um, and that was that service. Um, the pastor had a, there was a guest speaker that morning too. And he spoke in English and in Creole both um, once he realized that we didn't have our translators with us. And so um, we were able to hear that message in English um, and sing familiar songs that morning and just be encouraged by the people at Pastor Robbie's church. Monica, how about you? How did you see God working? Um, during the prayer walk to the community, I could just see God at work in the Haitians because they were so open to pray and talk about Jesus. Um, I got to go on two prayer walks during the week, and both times I would think about how different it was from around here where you don't just walk up to people and be like, hey, like, do you need us to pray for you? And they don't invite you into their house because they would think <laughs> you're weird. So it was just really neat to see that. Janae, how about you? How did you see God working? Um, I saw God work in each of the members of the team. Um, we, when we got, sorry, <laughs> so when we were in Haiti, we had every night we would have like this debrief time and we would all um, get together and we would talk about what we kind of did um, throughout the day and we would tell stories of kind of what God was doing through us. And I just thought it was really neat to hear um, how God was changing everyone on the team. So obviously when we share about a trip like this, we can't ever share all that we experienced and all that we saw and all that we did. And um, so if you guys had just like one thing that you could share uh, with everybody here this morning about your trip to Haiti or about Haiti, what would that be? 
Andrew, you want to share that? Um, I would just tell them that uh, God is doing great things in Haiti, and uh, the field is ready to be harvested. There's a lot of people out there that are just ready to be accept Christ, um, like like a lot of people did. And um, yeah, I would just say, um, just go and go. <laughs> Evan, how about you? What would you say? Um, one thing I would say is that um, if you have a call for ministry or you feel like you should go to ministry, I feel, well, then you should go. <laughs> like Andrew said, just go. But um, I do know that missionary work is not for everyone. Or, well, you know, most people, or some people don't feel comfortable going out of state, let alone the country. So, but to know that, um, one thing I want to tell is that you can do missionary work here. You know, you can mission to your um, neighbors, to your coworkers, to kids at school if you're a student. Um, you, your missionary field is wherever you go. So, hmm. Kendra, how about you? Um, if I did tell someone one thing, I would describe the church service in Haiti because there's a lot that we can get from that. Um, you can see the passion when they sing. It's almost as if they're like they're closing their eyes and they're imagining themselves not in a room with a hundred other people, but just like they're singing straight to God. Um, there, the first day that we went to the church, there was a prayer um, that it was just in the middle of the worship. This guy was. Um, walking back and forth, um, praying into the microphone, and everyone stood up and put their hands. Um, <laughs> and it was a way um, for them to humble themselves before the Lord, and um, they were, like, confessing to him that they've done wrong. And that was powerful for me to see and experience. Well, as we wrap up this morning, why don't each of you just share, we'll just start here with Jen and go down the line. Why don't you share, you know, how did God work in you and your heart? What did you see him do in your life or what was your takeaway from this trip? Um, I, just, I had mentioned a little bit about this, but um, God really showed me that my plans, um, the way I want things to go, are not the way he has for me. Um, I said I am someone that plans things out, and when stuff like that doesn't happen, I tend to fear, and I fear that unknown, like what's going to happen next. Um, so just God showed me, especially over those extra two days, that um, that I don't need to fear that unknown, that, I, um, that he's going to take care of me, and he brings people at the right time and the right place into our lives. Um, to help us grow and work through those um, experiences. Um, some of the things, had we not been there for a couple extra days, um, would not have happened. We would not have had that opportunity to go back to the church again. Um, Kendra had mentioned about the laundry. We were almost out of clean clothes, and so we had to wash some clothes. Um, so we had an opportunity um, to go behind the house to, to a neighbor, with a neighbor. Um, his name was Mano, and he was out doing his laundry, so we thought, we'll just do ours. And after we got it and hung it up, he said, nope, take it all down. And we were like, we were like what? And he said, take everything down, and we had to rewash everything um, the Haitian way. <laughs> and so that was just, a, it was a neat experience. Um, we laughed so much then, and we really needed that. And had we not been there that extra day, we wouldn't have had that opportunity um, to be able to do that with him. Um, and just being able to see the translators and some people, again, that we just didn't think we would see that soon was pretty neat. Um, like Jen, missing the fight was a tough lesson for me that I could see God working in me because I had plans for the next day and that week, and it was really hard to realize I didn't know what that week would look like. <laughs> So, um, but the two days were really fun, actually, and it was just a good reminder that God's plans are greater than mine, so. Um, I really learned to be dependent on God through all of this, um, just to know that he's always there, he's always by our side. Uh, I just remember in one blog comment, um, Kyle Zameski, he was like, all right, guys, you seem to be doing great, God's got it, and we just, like, really took a moment to like meditate on th those few words God's got it because it was so just 
equipped for what we were dealing with. And I always think about that, like, it's okay, Sophia. God's got it. Like, <laughs> God's got it. I just remind myself of that all the time. And no matter what you're doing, like, God there has a plan, and there's a reason you're doing what you're doing. We didn't know why we missed our flight, but God had a reason for that. And that was really cool for me. Uh, God worked in me that week by using my own lesson of faith um, that I taught to the kids to remind me that I need to have faith in him at all times. Things don't always go our way, and we often find ourselves complaining, like, it's hot, we missed our flight, we have to go all the way back to the base, and um, we have to share with another group. Um, and we, we did a lot of complaining. Um, and uh, we didn't have faith in God. We, could, we see it now, but at the time we didn't... Um, we weren't opening our eyes to what God wanted um, us to experience, um, what he wanted to do in us um, while we were stuck in Haiti for another awesome two days. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine is kind of similar to them. Um, when we got stuck there, I was just kind of like, um, just kind of took my eyes off God and just kind of focused on complaining and how bad it was, and um, I quickly realized that um, I shouldn't be discouraged with God, I should just trust in God's plan, and um, that's something that has really stuck with me um, since I got back, um, just sticking with God's plan, like, like Kyle said, God's got it. So. Um, my big takeaway was at the end of the VBS, at the very last one, um, at the end of the lesson, the kids were asked to, um, if they wanted to dedicate their life to God, they could come up front and they would go with uh, Madam Pastor and they would um, dedicate their life to God. And to see every time I, at the end of each lesson, I would sit back and just see all those kids who were dedicating their lives to God and to know that um, somehow I helped influence that or I was part of this team that influenced their lives to dedicate their lives to God was it's just awesome. Something that I took away from the trip personally was just that I can talk to God and pray um, more than I do. Um, a lot of times I just forget to ask what He has planned for me. And when I was in Haiti, it was just like I needed to talk to him and I had to ask for strength to do some stuff because a lot of things were just really out of my comfort zone. Yeah, it was really interesting as we were on our trip. I think if we would have come home on Saturday like we had planned, I think we would have all been very satisfied with our trip there. But it's, as we kind of debriefed and we talked more, it's pretty interesting what God using those last two days to really cement some things in our hearts and our minds and and it was easy almost all week. There were some, I mean, there were some tough things, but um, when it got hard is when we really had to figure out, are we going to trust God or are we not? And, uh, you know, the, the, um, Crystal, who runs Hearts United with Haiti and, and the team there and Pastor Robbie's church, I mean, they, they were a really good example to us of what it looks like to trust God in tough situations, and ours really wasn't that tough. Uh, it felt tough, though. It, the, that, I don't want to minimize that. It felt very tough. Um, but it was a really, really good... Uh, time really cemented, I think, a lot of what God had been doing all throughout the week. So thank you guys so much for sharing about your trip and um, grab some of them uh, after the service and, and uh, in the green shirts and ask them some more questions and things maybe that they didn't answer that you'd like to know. And uh, appreciate you guys sharing.